right, everybody. Hello and welcome back to Cherry Picking or welcome if you're new here. My name is Alexia Ben and before we get into anything else, I would like to acknowledge that I'm recording this episode on the territory of the Esquimalt, Songhees, and Saanich nations who maintain a relationship to the land to this day. It has been over one year now that I've been, um, lots has happened. A lot has happened in my life, as I'm sure a lot has happened in yours. And before I say anything else, I just wanted to mention that I'm really excited to be back and jumping into this. I think a general review for this episode, since it's been a while, is to really catch up. I was thinking about how to come back into this because it really is a unique experience. And I really just felt like I needed to approach this as if I was returning to an old friend who I haven't seen in a while and need to catch up. I think there's layers and I am beyond excited to be able to share the things that I've been working on, the things that I have coming up really soon, and also just like expand on what this podcast has been and what it can be. So yeah, I think that's that's a good introduction to today. I'm going to review my year. I'll discuss why I'm back. Um, and some fears and anxieties that I had about starting this, Um, and then go over the excitement on the horizon and some episodes that I have ready to share with you following this initial one um, as soon as I record them. But really great things planned out. I'm really excited. This is really fun to be back. I really miss the space that doing this took in my life. And I think lately, so this year, 2022, I'm recording this. If anyone wants to know, I am actually recording this on January 7th. And the last episode I posted, excluding the interlude, was December 22nd of 2021. So I essentially went all of 2022, or I did go all of 2022, without posting any episodes. And I really want to get back to that being a weekly thing. I graduated in April, and that was really exciting. But it all kind of shattered my whole perspective of the world and how I operated. Um, I am, I was so used to being on a schedule. And I was also someone who had to consistently work one or two jobs just to be able to afford school. So I was always a busy person and I started doing this because I enjoyed it. The thing that you often don't realize about being a busy person in your adolescence is that you eventually reach a point where you can't keep the act up anymore. Um, And I think... I broke down after my last semester, like just mentally, emotionally, physically, I, I had reached my max. Um, I remember I wrote my final paper for my final class in bed. And then 
it was just done. <laughs> I didn't move from that bed um, until the evening. Like I was just, it felt like, like the past five years had just reached a culmination point um, and I was done because I have worked towards very few things with such dedication. And then it's like, what's next? <laughs> so I've been figuring out what's next is what I'm trying to say. I've been floating. I've had menial jobs where I provide menial services and perform menial tasks for people. And something that I am so grateful for through these jobs is I've fostered and facilitated an incredibly strong sense of community in my life that I didn't even realize previously that I was missing. <sighs> Giving myself the time and space to recover and rest and socialize and just float and hold grace for myself and space to do this has changed my life in a way I cannot begin to describe. And I hope if you are on the other side of school, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I hope if you're still in school and you're returning to class this semester, I hope this consoles you just like a little bit because I experienced major anxiety leading up to graduation. Um, just soul crushing. <laughs> but life goes on. Um, for a while in the summer, I was really, really sad. And I didn't like know how to process it and deal with it. And I was at a stage where I would normally be anticipating going back to school. And I was just kind of like faced with the rest of my life um, and how grand that was, but simultaneously with like my own mortality. And I think the theme that that brought in for me that I've been chewing on since then is impermanence. I'm, I'm now 23 and I live alone. I've graduated. I've loved and lost so hard. I've had a number of significant relationships that <laughs> have come and passed. And all of that is so incredibly beautiful. But I think I just really want to share over the past year, I have been busy finding a sense of myself in the present amidst all this impermanence, everything else moving around me. I've just really come to center myself in my own body, in my own spaces, making my own decisions. And I think that has been a really beautiful thing. <laughs> um, so with that being said, the second point I wanted to talk about, I'm back. Why? Um, as I said before, I started this because I really wanted to and I enjoyed it after I did a couple episodes. And over the past year, I've gotten bored. I've gotten bored and I've learned more things. I've had a year to absorb so much more than I could have imagined facing at me, um, as I'm sure I will absorb more in the coming year. But I finally have more things to talk about. I think like I was so burnt out and exhausted. I just didn't have anything to say. I couldn't do it. But I've learned so much about community. I've been honored to facilitate community. And to be honest, <laughs> I was getting bored of the way I sought out validation online. Um, at one point last year, I kind of shifted because I wanted to try to gain traction 
uh, through TikTok. And it was like mediocrely successful, maybe. I don't know. But TikTok wasn't very good for my mental health, um, which could be an episode of its own for sure. Small humble brag, I did get over half a million views on one video and over 100,000 on several other ones. Of course, they were political in nature. Um, But it still was just like nothing. (laughs) It's not meaningful. It takes up time that I don't feel good about. Um, And I really miss this. I miss being able to expand on things I'm passionate about and share them with whoever is willing to listen, (laughs) really. So I think it's time that I get back to something that I feel I'm good at, uh, that is a harmless hobby, a pastime, um, and potentially (laughs) world-changing. So I'd like to keep that up. I wanted to title this episode, Perfection is Not the Goal, because honestly, I was really anxious to come back as if anyone cares about this as much as I do. And I will say, I mean, I get a lot of support from people that I personally know. And my acquaintances and people in my circle, like, are just so kind to me. But it still doesn't change the way that you view yourself, right? Um, Which reminds me, something I've been doing the past few months has been regularly attending a queer yoga class and I bring a lot of my friends and it's always different people every week and it's a really safe beautiful space and I was in yoga today and we were lying down on our backs and discussing how this one position was often referred to as constructive rest and the instructor joked as if not all rest is constructive. And that's how I feel about coming back in. That's the point I've reached. It's taken me, again, (laughs) a long time to get here. Um, It's taken me a year. And a lot of that year has been like, ah, what do I do? When do I do it? How do I do it? Um, Just this like neurotic planning phase where I don't actually do anything but ruminate and think. (laughs) It's just riddled with anxiety and truly somewhat awful to experience until I just do something. (laughs) And maybe that anxious state isn't as much rest as I really think it is, but it is still a pause and it is still constructive. Sorting things out can be frantic. (laughs) And I don't think these frantic parts of ourselves are always something we should push away. We should sit in it and absorb it and just let it pass. (laughs) I also think the frantic frenzy was just busyness because I have more things to talk to you about. But perfection is not the goal. I'm not here to be perfect or share perfect opinions or views or stories with you or provide a perfect image of the world or provide perfect solutions to imperfect problems that plague our life. I'm just here to be me. And by putting off that, I have not gotten any closer to it. So here I am. I think that brings us to our final point today, 
um, which is to discuss the exciting things that I have on the horizon, but also some exciting things that are here. I think the most exciting thing about being back is that I get to find joy in an old hobby um, with no sort of like exterior pressures relating to it. I'm a career woman now. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. As I previously mentioned, I am no longer in school, but I work in the service industry and I have no idea what I really want to do with my life other than to fight the good fight. I obviously want to take care of myself and enjoy the things that the world has to offer me. But now I'm no longer tied in like research and just, and I'm not preoccupied with the pressure that school puts on me. I will be doing a freelance journalism course through UBC at the end of January, um, which is part of my strategy of just trying things out (laughs) until I find what I love and what kicks my feet up when I walk um, and what gets me out of bed. (laughs) I hope that podcasting is a skill that suits me well for that, but (laughs) I also just like doing this and I'm excited that I'm not going to be influenced by professors and other people's deadlines. I am really I've been floating. (laughs) I've been floating, but I think I'm learning how to fly now. Um, If you know what I mean. I have at least one good interview for you guys lined up. Um, Hopefully two. I don't want to talk about anything too much because I just feel like doing so jinxes it. Uh, But I have one interview with a youth from the Lower Mainland, who spent a few months up at Fairy Creek. And I think having them on the show and talking to them and just providing firsthand insight will be incredible. They've also mentioned that they can connect me with Indigenous youth, and that means connect you with Indigenous youth. But I wanted to start with my friend. So that's going to be coming up at some point. I would also like to get my aunt, Marie Clement, to come on the show because she is one of the best ladies I've ever been around. And I love her dearly. And she's also just an incredibly driven, passionate, and ambitious woman who has built so much. But she is a woman in high demand. And I have to reach out to her first to facilitate that. So again, I hope that comes soon for you. (laughs) I also wrote a book. I am now a poet. I wrote a book. And I hope to share that book with the public at some point this spring. Maybe late spring. But the book is done. It's a collection of poems that I wrote over the course of a few years. It is only the best. Um, (laughs) It's going to be edited by my dearest friend, Rain Dillon, who is an incredible painter and also just 
a shining light of warmth in my life. And it brings me great comfort knowing that my feelings are going to be in a way translated by her. It has been a beautiful process and it is a beautiful thing. I'm so excited to share. Um, but I, I, that's all I can say yet because I don't know how else to do it. Because of this book, um, I started, I've dipped my toes into, I guess, like public performances of poetry, which is not anything I ever really thought I would do, but it just sort of happened. So I've done open mic twice and I'm going to go back and rattle through some poems in my book. Um, this honestly for me is more of a confidence thing than anything. I will never be a slam poet. <laughs> um, not my thing, but I love writing and it brings me great joy to be able to share something with strangers and feel a certain level of acceptance, um, validation maybe, and in some cases, <laughs> even just like commonality, like shared experiences, shared emotions. I'm not weird for writing this down. You're going to clap for me. It blows my mind. It really blows my mind. <laughs> it still makes me like shake every time, um, but it's beautiful. And that is another thing I've been up to. <laughs> As far as more episodes in the future, in addition to the interviews I mentioned, at some point I would like to go through and discuss some of the books I've read, the highlights of 2022. I really wanted to get back into the habit of reading because I was an avid reader as a kid and somewhere throughout high school and really in university, I just kind of stopped because there's so much reading that you have to do for class and one gets bored when something that they used to enjoy no longer remains enjoyable. So I think I just kind of dropped it out of spite and I really picked it back up. I read 11 books <laughs> last year. I was very proud of myself. And I tried to read quite a diverse pool of books, too. So there were some really good ones I'd love to share, learned a lot. I'd love, love to dive into some. Um, so that's one idea. I also would like to do kind of like a synopsis of the three classes that I finished my semester with um, and mostly just talk about the projects and maybe elaborate a little bit on the ones that I had done um, because they were good. That's a potential thing. So I don't know. I was in a theories of international law course where I talked about the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People in depth quite a bit. I was also in a politics of the Internet course where I wrote a paper on Amazon and really discussed the intersection of the digital economy and politics uh, with the case study of Amazon. So I'd love to get into that. And I also did Radical Political Economy, where I really was able to participate in a space where we could 
openly interrogate the political and economic systems that we operate under, and moreover, discuss how capital is a social form. And really, again, I'd love to talk about this more in depth, and I will, but that course shifted my whole perspective because I really began to understood that capital in the way that we understand it is just how we organize ourselves within a society and obviously that is complicated I spent five years analyzing why and how and who because that is all complicated by you know but understanding in its simplest terms was a very helpful thing for me and finally If you've made it to the end, congratulations, because this is literally the most important, most interesting, and potentially most impactful aspect of everything. I've had like a little project on the go on the side, which has completely arisen unintentionally in my life. It just fell into my lap. But I'm a mega thrifter. I love going to thrift shops. I was at Value Village, (laughs) of all places, And I was in the book section and a small, like 60 page leaflet type book, no spine, just staples, caught my eye. It said public records division, general inventory series, records relating to Indian affairs, RG10. It was published by the Public Archives of Canada, and I didn't end up reading it for a while, but when I did, I realized very quickly that it wasn't like records I could read in this leaflet, but it was uh, published in 1975, and I don't want to share too much because I'm not sure where it's going, I'm not sure what it is, but... (laughs) Essentially, it, I found an index to the archives relating to Indigenous, I will say Indigenous affairs, um, dating back to the imperial government from 1677 to Indian land records in 1956. It also contains a complete administrative outline of the historical developments of administration for indigenous people. Essentially, I found this a key to a lot of policy in the past that I think would be very useful to understanding our present and our future. Um, So after this find and understanding exactly what this booklet was, I talked to my friend, Andrew, and we decided we would meet up and we would look at all this stuff online on our computers and we do it together because it seems like a daunting task and I can't do that alone but the two of us let's tag team let's go um so we did it we met up and we leafed through this booklet and found a couple things that caught our eye and tried to find these records online (laughs) through the government database the federal government's database and they're not available there are some that are but there are so 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 many more that are not (laughs) 
it is unthinkable what these records contain truly they are all public you can technically go to one of four locations in Canada to view the micro reels of film that they have of diary entries of excuse my language but Indian agents who would essentially work as like border patrol officers in a way for reserves maybe not patrol sorry but like border officers allowing people to come and go from reserves the diaries of these people the superintendents of residential schools um just so much stuff and look at it but I don't live in Vancouver (laughs) and then you can buy these online um but I have to make an account and I'm sure it will cost money but I'm gonna figure it out because this has caught my eye and every time I try to just like peel back one layer it becomes more complicated and dude this shitty part about me (laughs) is nothing gets me going better than that um so I'm gonna have to figure this out and I will at some point have to review some of the records um but that's a project I have going on and that deserves a whole episode of its own as well probably with Andrew because I think that would be great So as far as episodes go, I don't think that was perfect, but I think it was pretty good. I am daunted to get back into the game of editing because it has been the bane of my existence in the past, and I'm sure it will continue to be in the future now. But I hope I provided you with an adequate listening experience. After my retreat and solitude, I am hopeful, and I hope that that came across well in this my hiatus has left me in a positive mood cautiously the podcast has had nearly 700 downloads it has 111 spotify listeners 40 followers three reviews on apple and that is so sweet to me and i think that that is kind of it i am so thankful for everyone so grateful, so happy, genuinely, to be back, be here, be alive, um, and have had experienced this whole past year. Um, I really couldn't have asked for much more at all, and I thank those of you who will tune in and listen for your patience. It means the world. Um, Yeah. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day or a fantastic rest of your night, and I will catch you next time on Cherry Picking.